Hey everybody, I'm Marshall. I'm Cameron. And I'm terrified of the woods now. <laughs> and this is uh, Chit Chat Cinema. Uh, so this week we uh, wanted to give it back to the audience a little bit with a, a less obscure film. Yeah, last week we went really, really obscure. But you should listen to that episode. It should definitely yeah. stay to the end. I know, and it, it took a while, but we did get a winner for our giveaway that was hidden at the end of the uh, epi- oh, last week's yes. episode. Listen uh, to the end for some fun giveaways. Yeah. So, I mean, we're <laughs> not going to there, do... there, There's a couple other prizes left for the uh, previous episode. So you should listen to the end of that. Yeah, not everybody's claimed them, man. Yeah, you got to really only listen. Only one of the prizes has been claimed. So definitely listen yeah. to the end of it. <laughs> Shout out to Elliot. Uh, Elliot Weeks. Yeah. Elliot... It's not Elliot the man, is it? <laughs> I don't know, man. I think he might have changed it. Just but uh, I'm trying to give his Instagram tag, but it doesn't fucking... No, nobody's gonna follow. Yeah, it's Elliot. Uh, <laughs> Anyone listening to this is already following. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Elliot won our giveaway that we hit at the end of the last episode. Uh, so that just says to me that <laughs> he's the only one that listened to the end of the episode. You really want to listen to the end of that one? Yeah. It gets nuts. Anyway, uh, we're not doing the Streetwalker anymore. We're not no. doing. We're not doing the Toxic Avenger. <laughs> Uh, we're, we're, we're done doing shitty low budget <laughs> movies made by talentless hacks, and yeah. instead, one of the greatest low budget movies made by one of the most talented filmmakers of all time. Yeah, The Notebook. Yep, <laughs> The Notebook. Notebook. <laughs> Written by Nicholas Sparks, starring um, uh, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, uh, Ryan Reynolds and um, Rachel Wise. Yep, yep. <laughs> King of the world. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, my, my favorite part of the notebook is when the boat crashes. <laughs> the first half's kind of, the first two hours are kind of boring, mm. but the last two hours are great. Yeah. Mm. Direct, it's directed by, by uh, the Coen brothers. Directed by the Coen <laughs> Yeah. Actually, they had a, play to, a yeah, uh, part to play in this. We'll, we'll talk about that later, but... Oh, we're doing The Evil Dead. <laughs> To reiterate, to I reiterate. think I mentioned it, but uh, we we're doing my favorite horror movie of all time and my favorite trilogy of all time. Uh, we're gonna try and reel Cam in. Yeah, high, high everyone knows. I'm just gonna say that everybody knows. Yeah, everybody yeah. knows my obsession with this movie. Anyone who knows me is aware of my obsession with this movie uh, and this franchise specifically. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. For so, I love each movie for so many different reasons, and I'm glad we're splitting this into a three-parter, <laughs> talking about each movie specifically, mm-hmm. giving giving it, it. It's my birthday month. Well, that's why uh, we're doing yeah, it. April's my birthday month, so this is our gift to me. <laughs> that's right. We get to talk about the Evil Dead for however long this is gonna take. <laughs> Who knows? It might turn into a five-parter because we got to do the. We what if we wanted to do the show and the reboot? There's... I don't want to. I have to say, but I have nothing interesting to say about the reboot. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's not fine. good. It's, it's a fine. movie. It's fine. I don't like it. I mean, there's no Bruce Campbell in it, and he's till the end. Really? There's a post-credit scene. Yeah, it's just a side profile of him going, and then it just ends. What? Yeah. See, I didn't stay that long. Yeah. I... No, he he shows up in the post-credits. For what reason? Um, because it's an Evil Dead movie, and you need Ash because. It, do, it doesn't really work without... It would be like making a Nightmare on Elm Street movie without, without Freddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're here. Uh, 
Like, the world of the Evil Dead is interesting, but it's that character that keeps us coming mm. back. Yeah, I mean, well, the world is just kind of generic demon world. Yeah, it's, 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 the just, character. it's the character of Ash Williams and his journey throughout the three movies. How, I don't think a character has ever changed this much. It's an incredible character arc. Oh my we'll, god. We'll talk we'll, about we'll that talk, more. We'll, we'll mainly get to that once we get we, the Army of Darkness. Yeah, we want to focus on the first one. Strictly the first one. Um, yeah, we're going we're gonna to try to not talk about the sequels as much. Because we're saving those for their own episodes. Mm-hmm. They deserve their own they episodes. They deserve their own episodes. Because all three of them are great. Yeah. For completely different reasons. Each movie is just perfect. <laughs> I would say that this one's a little bit more straightforward than the other two. Uh... Less weird. <laughs> well, that's because this is just basically... And this is why I love this movie. It's just three high school friends making a movie. Yeah. That's... Like, if you look at this objectively like as like a horror movie, it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's is, that, like a, is that where we're going to culminate with Chad <laughs> Cinema? Is we eventually just end up making our own movie? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. And we technically went to the same high school. I don't... I, <laughs> Oh, we, we barely knew each other. Yeah, we didn't really know each other, but, but we did yeah. go. I didn't meet Booch until his birthday party <laughs> last year. Yeah. But hey. But hey. It, it counts. That was funny, yeah. though. Yeah. That, was, that was, funny. was very funny. Having Cam be the first person you see <laughs> <laughs> at a I surprise delivered, birthday party. I delivered party. everyone's birthdays. Everyone's birthdays card. <laughs> Even better. Oh. Yeah, there might be a Sam Raimi among us. Yeah, I directed wish. by I Sam Raimi. Uh, he he also did the other Evil Dead movies. Yeah, uh, this is most the be- my my controversial opinion is that this is the best Sam Raimi trilogy. Uh, when people say yeah. the Sam Raimi trilogy, I immediately think of Evil Dead. Then have to remind myself they're probably talking about <laughs> Spider Man. Well, no, I I agree with you. This is a better trilogy. Uh, it's different, obviously. Oh, but it is. But all the. <laughs> I mean, except for that one scene in Spider-Man 2, that is just Evil Dead. That is Evil Dead scene. We put Cam in the squeaky chair today because uh, I don't know why. Yeah, if you didn't know, I was in the squeaky chair. Um, I already knew. The thing is, I knew he was going to get excited about this episode. I tried to have him switch chairs, and then he just moved his chair. And I was like, okay, well, I'll just move this chair Yeah, I'm going to attempt... To stay somewhat... I don't want this to turn into another Highlander situation (laughs) where it was just me talking for an hour. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to try and reel it in a little bit and mainly let the general discussion be amongst you guys and all the fun trivia bits come Mm. back to me. (laughs) Well, I think that's why I put you in the squeaky chair. So the more... Shut the fuck up. The more it it squeaks, the more I know that you're getting excited and we got to reel you back in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no. Um, Well, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man trilogy, I wouldn't say that that is a perfect trilogy because the third one. Spider-Man 3's not that bad. No, no, no. It's not not bad. bad. No, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying comparatively, I... Don't think it's as solid as like any of the Evil Dead movies. No, but also there wasn't they're just so there's so yeah. much creativity in these movies, and there was a lot of uh, studio meddling. Spider Man Three, fuck Sony. So uh, I'm not gonna go see Morbius. I'm Why just... not? I heard it's dog shit, so I kind of want to. What see What doesn't it interest now. you about Jared Leto? 
The fact that he's a pedophile. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> alleged, <laughs> alleged, 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 alleged pedophile, alleged cult leader. That's I, that's I, I was thinking legend. earlier yeah, today. Yeah. That it's, I think it's <laughs> very funny that like some people get bullied off the internet for like mm-hmm. acting in a Star Wars movie and playing a character people don't like. <laughs> like Daisy Ridley deleted her account for yeah. six years <laughs> because, because people, people didn't like Ray. Didn't like Ray. Why? Same thing happened to Kelly Marie Tran. Like a yeah, bunch of, uh, like racist assholes were bitching at her because they didn't like her character, so they deleted. Fucking like both they both deleted like their social media. Yeah. Meanwhile, Jared Leto <laughs> is Jared still Leto. Like, just it's Jared Leto. Yeah, the dude's Notori- like fifty something. God damn it, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> I fucking hate Jared Leto with a passion. He's Fuck not you, Jared. Even a good actor. No, I no, he almost ruined Requiem for me. <sighs> That's goddamn Boston act. Boston. Ah, ah, ah. him. I hate him. I think the best way to sum up Jared Leto is uh, there's a great quote from Bruce Campbell tying it back in. Well, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, um, we're, we're derailing. One of my favorite quotes about method acting comes from Bruce Campbell's book, uh, If Chins Could Kill, which he's like saying that he was like acting with a method actor and he was mm-hmm. just pissing him off. And he's like, there's a fine line between method acting and being an asshole. Some people can't seem to find it. Yeah. It's like, yep. Uh, was this Bruce Campbell's first movie? Was it? It was. This yeah. was everyone's first movie. <laughs> everyone in the, this I is mean, everyone who made this movie's first movie, other than like a couple little short films that they did. Yeah. Uh, 1980. 80 came out in 81. One. But they began mm. shooting in 78. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> the production behind this movie is fucking insane, and it's one of. I. I I want, like, a movie made about them making of the <laughs> Evil Dead. Because there's just so much insane shit that went mm-hmm. on behind the scenes of this movie where everything that could go wrong... Just goes wrong. ...went wrong. At one point, it was literally just Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi. <laughs> like, the final, like, 20 minutes, which I stand by is maybe the best piece of horror filmmaking ever. It's so mm-hmm. good. Yeah. It's just, like, the shot where it's, like, it starts upside down and then, like, yeah. goes yeah, then... over him. That is Sam Raimi hanging upside down from the rafters with the <laughs> camera duct taped to his hand so he didn't wow. drop it. Like, that's the shit we're talking about here, <laughs> of just the most creative, low-budget filmmaking. <laughs> this movie's my Bible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, this was my that movie. Like, everyone has a that movie yeah. where it's like, oh, I get it now. Because mm. uh, like, growing up, I was always like, the big blockbusters like i love yeah. spielberg i loved that stuff but then like i watched the evil dead and i learned all the behind the scenes stuff and this movie it's weird to say it, but this movie literally changed my life because <laughs> this is the movie that made me go oh i could make a movie mm-hmm. if yeah. i really wanted to i could do it and like reading all the behind like the crazy shit that they did behind the scenes is just like oh my god so much knowledge of just three high school friends from Michigan saying let's make a movie mm. and then just doing it and putting everything into yeah. it like Bruce Campbell refinanced his family's house <laughs> to get extra money for it Jesus Christ like, it's ridiculous what it when it like the behind the scenes stuff in this movie and it's great and so good mm-hmm. yeah no I liked it <laughs> yeah, it's alright yeah, no, it's alright I'm kidding no, no, <laughs> well, that's what I mean like if you it's look great it's fucking it's awesome great. yeah mm. I mean and it's a very it's it's straightforward um it's just like a like a summer camp or like cabin horror movie it's a cabin in the woods movie cabin, cabin in the, the woods, woods yeah the def- 
definitive cabin in the woods. Mm-hmm. It was it wasn't the first one, was it? Or it was just. I don't know if it was the first. It it's might be. Probably the best. What's interesting about this movie is there's a lot of it that's not like traditional cliche horror. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the final, the there's no final girl. It's. I, it's, it's Bruce Campbell. Yeah, it's Bruce Campbell. It's Ashley. Uh, one of my favorite moments is when the car is not starting and she's like, it's mm. not going to let us leave. He and then no, the and starts the car. No, no it just sucks. It's just yeah. a shitty, <laughs> shitty car. Uh, yeah, there's a lot that's like not traditional about this movie because mm-hmm. they didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> so they just did shit. I did, yeah, it's <laughs> Um. So I guess this goes without saying. We're a bit far in, but spoiler warning? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I would say probably a bit of a trigger warning because there is one scene that is it's something. Yeah, I'll, we'll go it's a bit dicey. That. It's a bit dicey. <laughs> if bit. you know, you know what scene it is. If yeah, you've heard of this movie, you know what scene it is. I'm surprised they decided to include that in the reboot too. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't need to. No, if, especially if they're going to the original, yeah. so they had to do it. But it's also not as good as it is in the original. Like it's too polished. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing, is that... Like, it is very polished. Evil Dead is a franchise, mainly, like, people think of it as, like, a horror comedy franchise. But that's mainly... Like, there's some funny moments in the first one, but that's yeah. mainly Evil Dead 2, and a, a lot of Army <laughs> of Dark. Army of Darkness is a straight-up adventure comedy. Mm-hmm. And Ash versus Evil Dead, which but, is Well, before, series, I'm talking, yeah. like, before yeah, that yeah, came yeah. out. Uh, and, like, the remake was going... Like, they were like, oh, we're gonna make a straight horror just like the original, but... It's not a straight But horror. the thing about the original is that the charm comes from all, like, the behind-the-scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, seeing the flaws and watching it as, like, it's three guys, three high school friends making a movie, yeah. basically. So um... when you have that, but you just polish it, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, now it's just you have a well-made Evil Dead movie... That has no charm, mm-hmm. and then, like I, I don't like the my other issue with the remake is it's too much into the body horror and playing up the gore because everyone thinks of the Evil Dead as a gore franchise, which mm-hmm. it is, but they forget the fact that the one creating all the gore is Ash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you have all like the self mutilation stuff, like there's one scene in this where her hand gets cut and like mm-hmm. she gnaws it off. The reason that happened was because they just didn't cut through the fake hand. <laughs> so she was literally just biting it to try and get it off. <laughs> like, yeah, good acting. Yeah. Yeah, good, good acting. Like, it's shit thinking. like that. The only thing I like in the reboot, I guess we don't really need to reference it past this, uh, is that it rains blood in the end. And uh, I like the main character. I think that the character Mia is an interesting character. Because the plot of that movie is they're going to the cabin because their friend Mia has, like, a heroin addiction. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to, like, get her off of it. So they're all going to the cabin, isolate her so that she can detox. Yeah. So they think that when all the possession shit is happening, it's just her going through withdrawals. Okay. Which is interesting. And I like that. And the lead actress is great. There's good in there. It's just too much for me. Mm -hmm. I watched it once and never had the desire to watch it again. And I'm the biggest fucking Evil Dead fan. And you know you fucked up an Evil Dead movie when I'm, like... Yeah. Well, it's hard. It's not. It's not really Evil Dead because Ash isn't in it, other than the post-credit scene, which I just found out about which tonight. Has, well, they originally yeah. there's going to be a different post-credit scene, yeah. which was because uh, the character like crawls out of the woods at the end and it cut and yeah. it ends. But originally she was going to like show up on a road and a trucker was going to pick her up and the trucker was going to be Ash. Mm. That was going to be the ending. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't do that. They're also they're they're making a series or so, a new a new series a new movie. or a new movie. And 
and I'm not interested in it. Yeah, well, Bruce Campbell's not involved, so it's like, why would he's any... A, he's involved as a producer, like, before, but... I mean, I, I get... In what extent, though? Well, I mean, the same extent as the other remake, where he was pretty hands-on as producer, but... Okay. My, my hope for it, because they say it's connected to the original, quote-unquote, timeline, so it's mm-hmm. not the remake... Uh, spoilers what? for Ash vs. Evil Dead. You might want to plug your ears. Wait, no, don't, don't. Uh, let me just walk out of the room. <laughs> Wait, no, I gotta edit this tomorrow. <laughs> don't don't okay. spoil it. Don't well, spoilers spoil it. for End of Ash. I'm not gonna go into spoilers, but at the end of Ash vs. Evil Dead, something happens. So I'm hoping that the new movie takes place during that happening. Okay. Because uh, it's supposed to take place in like a like a New York City sky rise or something like that, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Oh, yeah, I read about that a little bit. But then it's also, it's just a demon possession movie. Well, without Ash. Without Ash, it's just have demon. that, yeah. I don't know, I just, there's a charm to these movies that comes from just the people involved. Mm-hmm. It very much feels like a family affair. Especially with Bruce Campbell. And he, well, Bruce, like Bruce Campbell, Sam Raimi, Rob Tappert, mm-hmm. Joe LaDuca doing the score, it's These a great are, score. Oh, Fantastic no. score. Oh my god. Underrated, if I anything. Think so. I think as far the, as like horror scores go, definitely underrated. I think this is the best score of the franchise. Mm-hmm. Except for maybe Army of Darkness, but that's more like a bombastic like mm-hmm. adventure yeah. score, which is also very good. And that, that fits for that movie. Exactly. The score fits for both for all three movies, yeah. which is even funnier because it is the same person doing it. Mm-hmm. He even did the TV show. Like he, like mm. it's a family affair, and that's the fun part. It's like when you're watching a David Lynch movie, and you see all the same names, <laughs> yeah. and the same actors showing up, or like a John Carpenter movie, and you're like, these are just buddies making a film. Yeah, this is good. This is the good shit. Um. So yeah, the movie, it's it's pretty straightforward. It starts with them just driving to a cabin in the woods. That, yeah, yeah, that's it. And it's almost there's a red herring moment I think that you mentioned where we follow Scotty around. We do for, yeah. uh, for a little bit. That's one of the things that uh, I'm not the first to reference, but other people have where yeah. Scotty is like he's like the tough guy. He's like the quick thinker. Yeah. So you. Th- He's like the level-headed one, mm-hmm. and Ash is a fucking moron. <laughs> I don't think we need, we need to stress that this is our lead character, but he's the biggest idiot in film history. That's why I love him. <laughs> he's, he is, he's an everyman. Yeah. Yeah. He has no idea what he's doing the entire movie. Spends 90% of it just getting his shit wrecked. Well, that's part of the charm. That's part of the charm. Part of the charm, of the charm. Of the charm baby. Um, so yeah, we follow Scotty around while he rummages around this cabin, which they just found, right? Yeah. Out in the woods in We well, also get the driving Tennessee. scene where the wheel, <laughs> damn thing jerked right out of my hand. <laughs> yeah. And they pass the hitchhikers. Yeah. Which are just... <laughs> Sam and Rob. Yeah. The director and, um, the... Producer. Producer. Yes. Yeah. Uh... And that comes back in a bit. <laughs> uh, so they uh, they get into the cabin, and then it cuts to night, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. We get, like, a long shot of with the uh, the swing just banging, because there's, mm-hmm. like, a porch swing just banging on, yeah. and it just stops. Lo- great sound design. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The sound in this movie is amazing. Um, and then they're just sitting around the fire, as friends do, just enjoying camp. 
and uh, it's just a you know regular camp. It's very rustic. A very long. <laughs> it's a bit. Yeah, it's a <laughs> yeah, long. It's a long camp. Yeah. But that thing goes on for infinity. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a bit. There's so many rooms. I think there's like four or five, yeah. right? Yeah. A well, the cabin significant is amount. The cabin is interesting because it's just a real cabin in the woods that they found. Mm-hmm. Like, um, oh yeah, that's what I was, I was yeah. saying in, in Tennessee, right? So originally they were going to shoot in Michigan, and mm-hmm. they found a cabin in Michigan, but that fell through, and they decided to move to Tennessee because Tennessee is warmer during the winter than Michigan because it's fucking Michigan. Yeah. Uh, but they messed up because this happened, like, 78, 79 happened to be the one winter where it was Tennessee's coldest on record and Michigan's warmest on record. Uh, so they just fucked themselves, but they get to the cabin and there's just manure everywhere. There's no working plumbing, no electricity. So they had to just literally shovel shit. (laughs) Out of, because like, they're like, cows were like living in there. Yeah. There's this abandoned cabin in the yeah. woods. So there's stories where he, like Bruce Campbell's like, yeah, we just started taking shovels and just digging the shit out. It was like, the, the script called for a cellar. We didn't have a cellar, so we just cut a the hole in the floor and dug like a four foot ditch inside and put some steps. So every time you see someone go into the cellar, they just duck into like, just duck to the side because there's yeah. no cellar. <laughs> They do a good job of editing that, though, because you would never even know. No. It's going to be magic, baby. There's a couple of times where you can tell. Like, <laughs> like, this is up, not, and it's like, that, that is not the ceiling. That is not the cabin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is a house. That is, I think, Scott Spiegel's house in yeah. Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> His, like, mother's basement or something. <laughs> but if you weren't, like, really paying attention, or if you didn't know, then you wouldn't even be able to tell. There's honestly. a couple of things that you notice that you can't like the haircuts changing mm-hmm. constantly. <laughs> specifically scotty his hair changes like from shot to shot sometimes <laughs> and it's really funny yeah but if you're re- that's only if you're really really paying attention yeah. to stuff like that i mean as far as like the budget goes it's it's great and uh yeah i think it was made for half a million Yes, yeah, like five hundred thousand. Not that much, and the, just knowing that they had to pay for it themselves is yeah, a lot. God. Yeah, um, just, and it like his style, like Raimi's style, is just apparent right out the gate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like just the angles, the shots, the editing rhythm is just—it's all there, and that hasn't changed in years. So skipping ahead a little bit, um, I think that we just get a shot of. Linda, no, uh, Cheryl. Cheryl, in her room, and then like, uh, she's drawing. She's, we, yeah, she's, and she she's draws the Necronomicon. Yeah. And then they're at dinner, and like I said, it's there's not much going on other than just maybe. There's well, there is an unintentional bit of foreshadowing here that comes back into play in Army of Darkness, where Ash is repeating like a Greek saying his friend says he can't get it right yeah and he just forgets it and later in army of darkness one of the big plot points is that ash forgets three words that he's supposed to say (laughs) i remember that yeah (laughs) so it's like oh yeah he's just always (laughs) (laughs) who can't remember anything that's one of the fun i remember watching army of darkness for the first time (laughs) we'll get to that we'll get to that we have have two episodes to do before we get the army you're right you're right you're right um we have two episodes to do before we get to the greatest movie ever made so the, <laughs> so so the cellar door flings open and they're like oh 
Scotty being Scotty, he's like, it must have been an animal, <laughs> right? And, and it's like, what kind of animal? Scott, he is so antagonistic to Cheryl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no oh, and Cheryl is Ash's sister. sister. And you wouldn't really even realize it if you're not paying attention. There's one There's line. There's one line. There's one line when after she's been possessed where she's like, you're not going to hurt me, Ash. Are you, Ash? It's your sister Cheryl. Like, she's, like, taunting yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it comes back in the TV show as a plot point. Heavy plot point in the TV show. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, with Ted Raimi. <laughs> God. Anyway. Uh, He's in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. His feet are. Or his legs. His feet, his hands. Because, yeah. you know, God forbid Sam Raimi not torture his younger brother. His younger, and who then, was, like, 15 at the time. And then Ivan Raimi did a, uh, played a huge part in the show as well, right? Ivan Raimi co-wrote Army of Darkness. Yeah. And I believe he did a lot of writing for the TV show. Yeah. The TV show had a lot of writing issues. Mainly around season two, where, like, the head writer was fired. Mm-hmm. Which is why the end of that season, in my opinion, is kind of like, what are we doing here? It's like a wet fart. It's like, uh, <laughs> where are we going? Nothing makes any sense. We're doing time travel now, but you're not sticking to any sort of time travel logic. What the hell is going on here? I thought it was still funny. I still like season two. St- I like the whole series. I'm, yeah. I, oh, have, I think it's the whole series. I have a couple great. episodes left in season three. Um, you're either going to love or hate the ending. Uh, well, I, I mean, I've loved it thus far, so... If, if I've liked it this far, yeah, you might, I'd probably write. Uh, we'll see. We'll see where, where you get to it. We need Bruce to come back and do one last hurrah. Um, the, we'll, we'll get to that with Army of Darkness. But I... So uh, they obviously are going to investigate this cellar because what do, uh, what do white people like to do when uh, <laughs> scary situations present themselves? Stupid well, shit. We're going to have to check this out. Well, Scotty goes down first. Yeah, yeah, with the with the only flashlight that they brought, <laughs> uh, and then he just goes silent. Scotty goes dark, and uh, so Ash is like, "Hand me that lantern." And he trundles down the stairs. He falls down the stairs for the first time, not the last. <laughs> he falls down those stairs so many fucking times in this entire like in universe. the first and second movie. Yeah. First movie, the second movie, the show. Oh, God. And uh, the, he gets thrown through the stairs at one point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, well, in, in the second one. In the second one. Literally thrown through them. Yep. Sucked uh, behind and just thrown through the yeah. fucking stairs. I, I did want to say something about that because when he walks down the stairs, it's a shot of his feet. And this is <laughs> where this is the point where I was like, fuck, is, I, I was blending the first and the second one in my memory. Uh, and I was like, is this the one? So that that shot of his feet is a perfect setup for the second one. Uh, when There's he's, some when he's walking down the, the stairs because he's fucking grabbed, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it's great setup. And then it's it's one of the creepiest fucking basements like ever. Yes, it really is. And it changes, I think, for, uh, in every movie or show. It's re- actually it remains consistent in the show, but well, the, in yeah, that's in, obviously well, in the because... movies, well, Evil Dead Two specifically in the show, they do a really because this is just a cabin in the woods that they found. Yeah, and the second one, like in the sequels, they couldn't go back to the same cabin because it had burned down, <laughs> so they had like build all like recreate all of it. Yeah, like on sound stages and on sets, which is probably better. I mean, not well, when you, oh, not when you're funding it, but like I said, the, the like Bruce Campbell talks about how it was so cold that uh, he took off his blood-covered shirt 
to like and set it by the fire to dry. And when he put it back on, back on, the arm cracked and fell off. <laughs> God, he talked. There's so much grits. Uh, like that, he would have to like literally sit in the back of a pickup truck and be driven in the middle of the night, like early morning, to their hotel <laughs> after they were done shooting. And eventually, they ran out of money to stay at the hotel, so they just stayed at the cabin, oh, which had God. no running water. And Jesus no- Christ. <laughs> That's an absolute awful. nightmare. Uh, like the, the one of the other things this movie's famous for is the quote unquote fake shemps, where they're called that because uh, back in the three, they're big fans of the Three Stooges, and Shemp Howard was one of the Stooges, and they filmed like a partial sh- bunch of shorts with him before he died. Mm-hmm. So they had a bunch of like stand-ins complete them for yeah. they could be released, and they were called fake shemps, and because so many actors were uh, tired. And so many crew members were just over the conditions that they were shooting this movie, and they just left. Uh, they would just bring in whoever they could find to be a fake Shemp. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, the entire fight between Ash and Linda, it, it's it's not Betsy. <laughs> it's not her. It's a completely different actress. It's like a local actress they found in the supermarket that came out for a night. Yeah, but I mean, you would never tell because her face is totally fucked up at that Yeah, it's point. covered in makeup. Um, yeah, so this is our first glimpse of the Necronomicon, the Book of the Dead, uh, bound in human flesh and written in blood. So we get the, our Necronomicon, we get the recorder that, uh... And you know, Ash is just like, this book seems fine. Seems legit as he he thumbs through it casually. (laughs) Thumbs through the book made of human flesh. They find that, they find a single barrel shotgun, which is different from the entire rest of the series. Yeah, this is a series, just don't fucking think about continuity. No. <laughs> oh my god. That's one of the best parts, though, is because they, they know what they're doing with part of it. <laughs> um, and then they find, so the, the, they find the Nobi uh, tape recorder. Um, right? Unnamed in this one. It is unnamed, it, it, you're right, it's not Nobi. Nameless Professor. Yes, nameless professor. I, I should. Oh, and they find the Kandar and uh, the Kandarian dagger. Is that named? Yes. Well, no, Kandarian demon, Kandarian dagger. The the name I believe is in the script and it's on the uh, the soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, one of the tracks is called Kandarian Dagger. <laughs> yeah, which is just a like a it's like a bone handle with like a little tiny skull. skull. It's, so cool. it's okay. very cool. I, I don't know where you get a skull. Maybe. Phoebus. A monkey. Maybe. A monkey. I don't know. It's not very important. Um, <laughs> it's just. Like uh, a toy model skeleton bought by a man named Tom, Tom Sullivan in 1978. And glued and painted. <laughs> yeah. Glued and painted yeah. in the place. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, so they find a bunch of key things that make reappearances, except for the single barrel shotgun, which quickly turns into a double barrel in the second one. Uh, <laughs> it remains that way throughout the rest of the series. Yeah, because they're, they realize what's cool. I think it would be than... funny if with each. Like, sequel, they add another barrel. So, <laughs> by the time we get to Army of Darkness, it's a three barrel shotgun, yeah. and then in the show, it's a four barrel, and they just never acknowledge it. That'd be great. That would be great. That would be a very good running gag. I guarantee you, they're like, well, what's cooler than a single barrel shotgun? Double barrel. A double barrel shotgun. Put it in a movie. <laughs> I mean, that double barrel became just, it's so iconic now. Mm. It's his boomstick. Yeah. Which, which we'll isn't get to that. it isn't referenced. <laughs> we we got to stop referencing the sequels. We got to just talk about this we're, movie. We got to yeah. So another fun fact about this movie is that the Coen brothers were involved, right? One of them. Yes. Only one. 
Joel. Joel. Um, basically, Sam Raimi is responsible for the Coen brothers' entire career. Yeah. Uh, because Joel Cohen was one of the co-editors for The Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he and Sam Raimi got along so well that uh, he, his brother, and Francis McDormand and Holly Hunter were just roommates. They yeah. just all lived together. Uh, and after this movie, Sam Raimi was the one who kind of got his career kickstarted because yeah. he made The Evil Dead. Yeah. Uh, then he made a movie called Crime Wave, which he has disowned because the studio... It was one of those, like, oh, we're going to hire this young, talented director and then give him no control over it. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. You hate to see it. Uh, and because it's, like, they were expecting another Evil Dead, but yeah. it's Sam Raimi. <laughs> and Sam, the reason the Evil Dead is the Evil Dead is because Sam Raimi didn't have money to make a Sam Raimi movie. Yeah. So there's, it's, it's, a, it's still a Sam Raimi movie, you can tell, but, like, not to the extreme of mm-hmm. his later works. So Crime, yeah. I still didn't see Crime Wave. Like, they didn't let him cast Bruce Campbell as the lead. Yeah. Like, they didn't let him use, like, Joe LaDuca as the composer. Mm-hmm. They just replaced it all. Uh, but thankfully, he managed to get Bruce Campbell in the movie. And there's clips from it on YouTube that I've watched, and it's very funny. <laughs> and I, I didn't learn this until the uh, just the other day. I was watching uh, Miller's Crossing, one of a very early Coen Brothers, one of their first films. Well, they made a movie... Well, back to the Coen Brothers story. They had the script for Blood Simple. Which was yes. their first movie. Oh, yes. And yes. they shot a fake trailer using Sam Raimi and his crew. So, in uh, in the movie, there's the guy who's in the back of the trunk who's, like, crawling on the road. Yes. In the fake trailer, that was Bruce Campbell. Nice. So, they made that, and then... Because what happened for this movie was they had the script for The Evil Dead, but they knew that in order to secure funding for it they had to have something to show and mm-hmm. all the stuff they had made beforehand were just straight up comedies because that's what sam raimi was into he loves uh goofy slapstick like the three stooges so yeah. all his high school films were basically just rip off three stooges <laughs> sketches mm-hmm. so what they did was they shot a short film called within the woods mm-hmm. uh using bruce campbell alan sandwich who played cheryl because they were high school friends like she was the high school theater queen basically mm-hmm. who started in all the plays and they always would like just drag her and use her for whatever weird shit they were making <laughs> uh and they shot at i believe scott spiegel who was another high school friend who went on to co-write evil dead 2 and he's actually the pizza guy in spider-man 2 yeah the guy who's eating the pizza on the balcony and gets it yeah. stolen uh that's the writer of evil dead 2 <laughs> Uh, and they made basically a, a condensed version of the Evil Dead that's only thirty minutes long, mm-hmm. and they would just basically drive around, knock on doors, show it to people who were wealthy, and ask for money. <laughs> and that's how they funded it. They go to like dentists, and because they had money, cause, like not people who had no business producing films. Yeah, and yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, you get a producing like an executive producer credit. Uh, and well, they somehow managed cool. to pay back every person that they took money from. <laughs> well, at this point, they yeah, had to. I mean, and yeah. it was just these three, and they were, like Bruce Campbell talked, and it was like we went out and we bought suits at like thrift stores because <laughs> we had no real money. So we had these suits. We like we they were like we haven't worn suits since prom, so we had to go out and buy suits yeah. to wear to these like impromptu pitches, mm. and it was just basically these three idiots. Who somehow managed to go around and make a movie. 
Like they, uh, one of the actresses, I can't remember which one it is. It might be Teresa Tilly who plays Shelley, was talking about the first time she met Sam, Bruce, and Rob, mm-hmm. and they were like in a cafe. And she sees them, they're like, like they're wearing their ill-fitting secondhand suits. And she's like, I should run. Like, I don't know who these guys are. Because they were like 20. Yeah. yeah. Bruce Campbell was 20 years old when he made this movie. When they started making it. Sam Raimi was 19. Oh my god. Sam Raimi made this, like started shooting this movie when he was 19 years old. That's ridiculous. The 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 late seventies and eighties were a different time. <laughs> just, I, I just imagine the balls going door to door, showing them. <laughs> That's something you could do movie. back then. I mean, yeah. uh, I wanted to finish my point before Cam went on his tangent, but Too I was late. Just yeah, take, I know, just I was, edit it, take this, and add it to the end, and then my tangent starts. Nah, we'll we'll go back. <laughs> Everybody's just uh, this will keep everybody. They'll be like, well, what was Marshall trying to say <laughs> about Miller's Crossing? Or they go, God damn it, Cameron, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, Miller's Crossing, there's a scene in it where, uh, Sam Raimi is playing a cop and in a shootout, and he gets gunned down in a very hysterical, overly violent fashion. And I sent that scene, uh, to Cam, and I was like, it's Sam, Sam Raimi, and then he, he, of course, launched into the whole thing where it's like, well, they, that's the reason the Coen brothers have a career, and yada, yada, yada. I mean, it's even, it's, well... It's interesting because basically to me the Coen brothers are Sam Raimi just with better writing. Mm-hmm. That's really yeah. what they like. Their whole style. It's very similar. Like for the first half of their career. Oh their my god! Whole yeah. style they just aped from Sam Raimi. Especially you could really see it in Raising Arizona. Yeah, they they have the Evil Dead shot in Raising Arizona. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When it's like panning mm-hmm. along and it goes up through the window yeah. and into the woman's mouth. That's an evil dead shot. Yeah. That's literally an evil dead shot. It's a... Sam Raimi and the Coen brothers are both great. So. No, they're both mm. great. But it's, it's one of those things where their entire career, they owe to Sam Raimi, essentially, in this movie. Yeah. It's crazy how many people got their career started because of this low-budget horror gore movie from the 1980s. And the effects in this movie are fucking great, mm-hmm. too. They so. are. Tom Sullivan... It really popped off. Oh my god. Um, yeah. So, what, what were we talking about? We were talking about the movie. So they they grab the stuff <laughs> from the see basement. See, see how desperate he is when I don't join in with the plot descriptions. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> he's, just, he's just struggling, and meanwhile, I'm over here like I know every I know line of every dialogue. <laughs> if I wanted to, I could quote this entire movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're, that's what we're gonna do for the second half of the podcast is just have Cam read Cam the entire just script. The entire thing. He's gonna reenact it uh, via via audio. So go. <laughs> All right. So the opening shot. It's a, like a like a, like it's like foggy and, and the red letters of the Evil Dead. Like first we see Renaissance Pictures presents and then the Evil Dead comes like ghostly on screen and then there's this wall wall sound as we're like panning through the. The woods, and then we cut to uh, the car driving, and yep. Shelly singing the song. It's like, "Send you learned letters from Paris, Lassen, you've been gone too." And then it's like, "Dun dun 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 dun," as uh, a truck is approaching, uh, and the things going through the woods. And uh, Scott is like, "Hey, Ash, where are we?" And he's like, "Well, we just passed the Tennessee border." And dun 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 dun, the car is getting closer and closer. And he's like, "Yeah," and Ash is like, "Which will put us right." Dun 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 dun. dun. What? 
I'm not gonna do the whole. Thing. I, wanted <laughs> I wanted to see how far. Well, I wanted to see how far you'd go with it before well, you were like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'll happily, happily do so. We are like five. We're like ten minutes into where our description of going through it scene by scene. If we wanted to continue do that, doing that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, we get a little sidetrack, a brief tangent. We'll go on. There's one other tangent I want to go on, but we'll wait. We'll save that. It's about Bruce Campbell and how he should have been. How he's the a, best, a bigger actor star. Of all time. Yeah, how he should have been an A-lister. Um, but we so they we get all of our iconic set, uh, just iconic um, fuck props. Yeah. In the basement, and uh, except for the single barrel shotgun, which quickly transforms into a double and, and the good old chainsaw. Hell yeah. Yeah. The most, most iconic well, that, thing about this franchise only appears in one scene. Well, it's not even the same chainsaw. <laughs> Isn't that in the, the shed? Or is it in yeah, that's in the shed. Yeah. Um, so they bring all that stuff and they start listening to the recording and they're thumbing through the Necronomicon casually. If I were to find anything in a basement like that, I uh, probably wouldn't touch it and just leave. And uh, I think that's what this movie did for me. Is it imparted that knowledge onto me? Uh, if I were in a similar situation, the moral of wouldn't story be in the basement in the first place. Be ash. <laughs> moral of the story is uh, don't go to abandoned cabins in the wood, woods. In the what? A wooded, wood. a wooded area, <laughs> or just a, yeah. Uh, so this is where we cut back to Cheryl, right? God damn it, Cam, I need your help here, man. <laughs> Actually, I'll go to Booch. How about that? God damn it! So, so we go to Cheryl. Yeah, cool. Totally. She, yeah. <laughs> what, what was your... Just skipping uh, over two scenes here, guys. Do better. God damn it. I, I don't know where we are. Uh, well, I'm getting to the scene where Cheryl runs around. I'm reading. I'm listening to the recording. Yeah, and Cheryl kind of freaks oh, well, out. Well, I mean, I kind of talked about that. Well, I guess we could go into what the recording says. Uh, originally, we'll back. it was scripted that they were all going to be smoking pot. Mm. Uh, and they tried going method acting and actually smoking pot. And all the footage was unusable. So that, would, it. that would track. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, and I just picture Sam Raimi losing his shit. Like... <laughs> Guys, are you fucking kidding me? We gotta get this shot done. <laughs> the uh, the recording uh, playing on the tape uh, when they start talk. Uh, the professor, Noby, it's not he's unnamed at this time, but it's Professor Noby. Uh, he's uh, he starts reading out of the book, and um, what what does he say? What is it? Samandarobza. Dot hitchhikers down the road, zone. Yeah. <laughs> and those are the words right before the evil red light pops up. <laughs> evil! Um, just Sam and Rob are the hitchhikers. Down the road. Sam and Rob. Yeah, they, they, they were just the guys waving at them as they passed. So funny. Uh, so. We, we cut to Cheryl now, right? No. What, what else am I missing here? <coughs> she gives Linda the necklace. Oh, oh my yeah. god, this is yeah. the ugliest necklace. <laughs> this, is, this is a sem semi important, I guess. So, Ash does semi. this cutesy little it's a big thing. fucking plot. <laughs> it comes back in the second movie. Yeah. yeah it yeah. shows up in Ash vs. Evil Dead. <laughs> yeah. What part? You'll get to it. Oh, in the end of season yeah. three. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I 
it's, it, for context, I have binged season one and two in the past like week, so uh, I'm almost done with season three. I'll finish it tomorrow. Um, so he gives her this like it's a magnifying glass necklace. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking I, I bizarre. Guess. It's one hell of a gift. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a funny way how he does it, and it, it's a it's a bit of a character backstory. It's true. And this is where it kind of shifts to show that he is the main character almost because he gets more screen bit, time. Yeah. Uh, he's getting more screen time as it progresses. Well, it kind of shifts. It's a weird flow. It starts out and you're thinking, all right, Scotty's probably the lead character. No. Then, it, then Ash is the comic relief. Yeah. Like the goofy faces he gives when he gets hit with the yeah. stuff or he looks at the bridge. Uh, and then Cheryl kind of becomes the lead character. Mm. Before finally it's like, oh, it's Ash. <laughs> yeah. So He's we... going to be our lead character for three films and a television series. <laughs> and then we cut to Cheryl who's alone in her room and she, I think she sees or hears something outside. It, yeah, exactly. So of course she does what you do, what you do and you, you go outside you, you to check what, it out. Uh, what white people do when they see or hear something scary, they investigate. Well, the moon was five feet from the planet, so maybe it was just messing with all yeah, the Yeah, yeah, nothing's in equilibrium. Fair enough, I get it, yeah. So she walks outside, and uh, this is the trigger warning part. Uh, she is... Raped by trees. By trees. Yeah, really yeah. weird. Really and, weird. Uh, <laughs> There's no way to soften the blow. Yeah, yeah no, it's... it's Disturbing, to say the least. Sam Raimi doesn't like it, right? No. There was an interview for Evil Dead 2, which was released in 87. Mm -hmm. So, like, a couple years after that, he was promoting it. Someone asked him about that, and he was like, I was 19 years old trying to do the most shocking thing I could, and that's what I came up with. Even at the time, I was like, this is too far. Like, this is ridiculous. Why am I doing this? Yeah. But that being said, it's a really well-done sequence. <laughs> the, the effects are good. It's yeah. so sim like it's so simple. It's just have like wrapped vines around vines, her legs yeah. and yeah. pull them off, and then just play, play it back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it doesn't come back until season two of Ash versus Evil Dead, where well the remake does it. Yeah, the remake does it as well. Um, but it's polished, and all the vines are like CGI, and <laughs> and then it cuts away. From it but the it goes back and see ash versus evil dead season two and the way that it explains it is that the trees in the woods are evil and they have <laughs> oh you don't, you don't say <laughs> you had to wait for the tv show to pick yeah. up on that <laughs> yeah Not like but cheryl I mean, says that immediately after she gets back to the cabin well you did <laughs> same with scotty <laughs> yeah i mean it's it it show the trees like uh have eyes it's the trees have eyes. They ha yeah, the trees have eyes, not the well, hills. They, they straight up attack the cabin in the second one. Yeah, that's true. Um, but but the, what the point of the matter is, it's yeah. one of the most painful things you'll ever watch in your life. Yeah. It's like ooh. It's and then so she runs back so to the <laughs> she runs back to the camp uh, cabin, and she's all scratched and bloody and bruised. She is chased by Sam Raimi and the DP with a two-by-four <laughs> and a camera. <laughs> and uh, she gets back and she logically says, I need to leave. We need to leave. I want, I'm done. Uh, I, I love this shot because Bruce Campbell talks about, like, we were trying to get, like, do, like, a one-er. Yeah. Like, 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 a, like a staged one-er where all these things are going on and they chose, like, the worst take. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you have uh, Richard Delmina who plays Scotty. 
just blowing his line, <laughs> visibly <laughs> being like, shit, like throwing his head back. Yeah. Bruce Campbell can't get the like his arm in his jacket sleeve. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone is just fucking the tape up, and that's the one they went with, which means that was the best tape. <laughs> um. So. Ash is like, fine. I'll I'll bring I'll bring you. Uh, to like a hotel or something like that, right? Yeah, bring you into town, basically. Bring you into town, and uh, they can't get the car to start. She starts flipping out. She's like, it doesn't want us to leave. Uh, then they drive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then they drive. Then they drive off. Yeah, they, they he gets the car to start. And it can be, no, fuck. And it can, there's the water bottle. It's, it's a different ma- water bottle this time. <laughs> this has, one, I would thought I'd make less yeah. noise because it just has a little yeah. oh, loop, but little, it's out of water. Too. The water bottle has made an appearance <laughs> nonetheless. Anyway, they get back to the bridge, and the bridge is destroyed. Well, also, well, one of my favorite shots is here. and I, I, God, it's a great shot, but I went on, don't even know if I put it in my top ten shots in this movie. <laughs> But yeah. it's when they get out of the car mm-hmm. and they're like walking like at an angle. Yeah. That what was... they did was they took the car, which by the way is Sam Raimi's just it's his car. Yeah. And it's all <laughs> of his movies. That's uh, so funny. It, yeah, it's in every single one. It is Uncle Ben's car from Spider Man. <laughs> oh, I didn't uh, realize that. Wow. Yeah, it's it's in all of his movies, including The Quick and the Dead, which is a western. <laughs> They put a wagon <laughs> chassis over it, uh, and they took the engine out in Oz the Great and Powerful, and it's just in the background in like a workshop, just the engine <laughs> just sitting there. Nice. Uh, but in, it's Sam Raimi's childhood car. It's mm-hmm. the same one they used in Ash vs. Evil Dead. They shipped it to New Zealand. Wow. I didn't know they filmed that in New Zealand. Yeah, they shot in New Zealand. Why'd they shoot it in New Zealand? Uh, because it's cheaper there and Sam Raimi company actually is like one of the reasons why New Zealand became like such a big film place because in the 90s they produced uh, Xena Warrior Princess and Hercules which Bruce Campbell has like a recurring role on mm-hmm. and they shot that in New Zealand and like basically built up oh. the film industry in okay. New Zealand culminating with Lord of the Rings well I don't basically. know well, culminating well, that, well, dead. dead alive <laughs> dead alive <laughs> Um, <laughs> Peter Jackson being influenced by Evil Dead and Sam Raimi? Never! <laughs> I couldn't see that. Yeah. I I have a strong feeling that Peter Jackson watched these movies and was like, well, I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a very similar oh, yeah. like plot. Uh, but but ba- back to that shot, what they did was they took a jack they mm-hmm. jacked the car up on one side so it's at an angle, mm-hmm. and they tilted the camera yeah. to line up with that angle. So it looks like the shot is flat, but all yeah. the act- it- the two actors are walking. <laughs> I say the two actors. Bruce fucking Campbell is yeah. like walking like sideways. Yeah, it's just a really eerie looking shot. And I love it. It's great, and it it pays off. Yeah, for all there's that work. Just so much like creativity in this movie that you don't see in other low budget, <clears throat> basically homemade movies like this. Yeah, well, I mean, it shows how much dedication goes. I mean, like, again, like you look at something like so we looked good. at before, like New York Ninja, which wasn't released; mm-hmm. it was assembled later. But something like that. None of the shots, all the shots in these like those low budget movies are usually like flat. Yeah, it's just get the coverage, move on, finish the movie. In this, there's so many creative and just bizarre angles. Like the visual storytelling, in this movie is just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like with the claw, oh, yeah. the close up, like 
the claw hand that's made out of the bridge. That was so fucking cool. It's yeah, so, so cool. cool. Oh, it looks like it's like just curling up. Yeah, and at them. Mm. it is. It's great. Uh, another note is that uh, you mentioned Xena. Lucy Lawless is one of the recurring characters in the TV show. Do you want to know why? Why? Guess who her husband is. Who? Rob Tappert. Who's that? The producer. The, of the show? Of the Evil Dead movies. Oh, okay. The, the, the big tri- the trio is Bruce Campbell, actor, Sam okay. Raimi, director, and Rob Tappert, producer. See, I didn't know that. That's the big three. So Sam and Rob are the hitchhikers down the road. Okay. That guy is married to Lucy Lawless. <laughs> Good to know. I mean, I think I, I would... She's perfect for that role anyway. Oh, so yeah. She's awesome in that. I mean, it's Lucy Lawless. Lucy Lawless has never done anything wrong. Yeah, she she's... Z- well, she's a warrior princess. She's Xena, man. Uh, anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, yeah, they go so back to the camp. They go back to the because cabin. Because what else are you going to do when the bridge is out? And this is when shit <laughs> just hits the fan. Oh, yeah. Uh, so they're like... They get back, and he's talking to Linda, I think. And then... Oh, Linda and... Okay, I got this, I got this. Ash, I guessed the card right. <laughs> yeah. It's like I got ESP. Yeah, Linda... Yeah, it's really amazing. <laughs> Probably the most underrated Bruce Campbell live delivery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Truly amazing. Well, Ash is listening to the recording in a an earbud, yeah. and Linda is playing cards and all uh, with... Um, Shelly. Shelly. I was watching today, and I was thinking, oh my god... This is what Ghostbusters... Did Ghostbusters rip off the scene from the Evil Dead? Perhaps. Because yeah. she's like... Yeah, yeah. What, what yeah. card am I holding up? Seven of hearts. That's yeah, right. right. And it's just not that yeah. It's like a nine of diamonds. And then Cheryl in the corner is like... Nine of clubs, queen of spades. Jack of diamonds, jack of clubs. Yeah. And then she turns around and she's obviously possessed. And uh, Such a good reveal, too. Yeah. And then she levitates in the air. Yes. You guys want to guess how they did that one? I have no clue. Ropes on... No? It's an old magician's trick where they took... They basically made, like, a jib mm-hmm. that they strapped her into. Mm-hmm. So there's a reason why she's in front of the window. <laughs> it's oh. coming through the window, <laughs> and they are lifting her up on a fulcrum so that it appears that she's floating in the air. What the fuck? Well, you don't have to CGI anything. Yeah. You don't have to do anything. You it's all behind it. it. It's all yeah. Yeah. They're all like, they painted it black. It's just dark night outside. It's not lit. You don't see anything. So you don't see probably like three crewmen. It's like pulling down on a two by four. Yeah. lifting this woman in the air. Hey, if it works, it works. And it looks great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's seamless. Because like you can see there's no wires or anything. She kind of like starts rotating a little bit. It's just it's yeah. so good. It's movie magic, baby. Um... Well, because Sam Raimi was, in, like, an amateur magician growing up. Oh. Like, that was his party trick in, like, <laughs> high school. Was he was super into, like, magic, because of course he was. <laughs> so he used all those tricks while making this movie, and that's why so many, like, little moments were like, shit, that's impressive. Yeah. It's because Sam Raimi's an illusionist. Yeah, because he's really good at this shit. Um, so... She attacks them, obviously, and we get our first instance of the body horror where she stabs a pencil into Linda Linda's ankle. Yes. Linda number one. Yes. Uh, she stabs a there pencil. Are, there are four Lindas. Four? <laughs> they recast the role in each movie. Yeah. 
uh, they, genius. They stab her in the ankle, and they. Like, it's the most painful with thing a pencil, I've ever seen in my life. And she like it gets twisted around in there, and then it I just gushes seen, blood. It's I have awful. seen this movie. I would not be surprised if I said a hundred times. That's probably not true, but I feel like I've seen this movie a hundred times. Mm. I bet it, it's been around that. Probably. This was nine. This was ninety nine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That makes me cringe every time. Yeah. It's truly painful. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great effect. Um. So they're like, what should? So they lock her in the basement. In well, the cellar. she kicks everyone's ass. Yeah, <laughs> she throws Bruce against a bookshelf, which then lands on him. <laughs> and he can't get and off of even up. though <laughs> it's literally just like five pieces of wood. It's That's like, yeah, it's it a couple two-by-fours. <laughs> they use a lot of two-by-fours in this movie. Um, a lot of styrofoam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the hardware store must have loved about me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Sam. How you doing? Mr. Raimi. Fun fact. Oh, no, he's 19, so only Sam. It's apparently, cool. the, like, the, the town that they, like, got all their stuff at, mm -hmm. like, the townspeople started hating them because they kept buying all the corn syrup to make fake blood, so no one could <laughs> make anything with corn syrup. <laughs> and that's fair. Um, so they lock her in the cellar after she beats the shit out of everybody, and she, this is our uh, first instance of the iconic... Head in the cellar door, just, uh... It's so creepy. It's, it's very creepy. And, uh, it's a good thing that, uh... It's not explained, but it's... Uh, no, it is explained, uh, because the professor who had the camp before them had to lock his wife down there because she was possessed by the evil spirits. That's an evil dead too thing. No, 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 no. They, they mention it. He said, he, my he wife... He that his wife has been possessed. possessed. Yeah. And that the only way to kill the demons is through bodily dismemberment, implying that he dismembered his wife. Yeah, okay, so um, I guess... It's, but we do find out in the led too that he didn't have the guts to actually do it. Uh, she was locked in the basement, so that's why there's a chain and stuff on the cellar door. Because yeah. why else would there be a chain on the cellar door <laughs> unless you're going to lock someone in the cellar? <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Henrietta. Thank you. Oh, we'll get the Henrietta. Oh, my God. But you haven't seen it. The sequels, nope. have you? Nope. Okay. I have only seen the first one. Oh, man. You are in for a treat. So I've heard. Yeah, I feel like we're, <laughs> I don't, we're, we can't even do it justice. You can't even spoil any of it because it's like the last. Evil Dead 2 is like the, la, the last 20 minutes of this movie for like an hour. And a half. <laughs> but done as a comedy. Yeah. yeah. I, I, fig I figured that's where it kind of takes its turn and it's like it's le very, leading into it. It's a very it. gradual turn. Yeah. Um, so that's the one thing I do like just quickly about the franchise is that Ash starts the movie the same way he was at the end of the movie. <laughs> so like he starts Evil Dead 2 the same way he is at the end of this movie. Uh -huh. And then slowly throughout the movie develops and he starts Army of Darkness out the same way yeah. he ended Evil Dead 2 at. So people say like, oh, his character changes from movie to movie. It's like, it's gradual. Like, the, yeah. it, it's not like clear. Like, it, it, it's there. You can mm -hmm. see why. You can absolutely see why his character changes and why by the time you get the Army of Darkness, he's just a cynical asshole who's just <laughs> over everything. Well, I've never seen a man be put through a ringer. More than him, more bathed in fake blood. More than, not even just fake blood, and but such fake a short time span for it. Yeah, in a three day time span. Bruce Campbell in this movie is so good at playing scared. Mm. Yeah, like it's some of his line deliveries are weird because he's still a young actor who's 
That's his first movie. Yeah. He's great for his first movie, though. Uh, yeah, the screaming and stuff like that, even though I'm sure he was in actual pain with some of those <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, Bruce Campbell twists an ankle and Sam Raimi's response is to poke him with a stick and laugh. <laughs> you know, as you do. Well, that's what you do when, like, your childhood friend and you are making a movie together. Like, what else are you yeah. trying to do but fuck with him the whole time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so and that... then they proceed to do that for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. They lock her in the basement. And what happens after that? Booch. <laughs> I'm trying not. I'm trying. <laughs> Shelly gets possessed. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Shelly is everyone's favorite character. Shelly. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Who? <laughs> the woman that is not Cheryl or Linda. <laughs> yeah. Who? Exactly. Yeah, like same. I've seen this movie twice now. I I don't know. <laughs> No, I keep on forgetting her name. The only reason I'm remembering her, her name is because I uh, made a Twin Peaks joke halfway through the movie. That's a, and that's why, Shelly, you're going to smoke one brand of cigarettes. <laughs> um, uh, so she gets possessed, and fucking Scotty, her boyfriend, has to chop her up with oh, yeah. Mac. <laughs> While Ash stands there and does nothing. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's... he's Petrified. And Scotty gets the shit beaten out of him pretty much too while doing this. Oh, yeah. they, they, it's a substantial fight. It's uh, a good fight scene. Yeah, it is. Oh, and I honestly, yeah. uh, you don't know who's going to win until he, he finally gets the upper hand and he well, chops her. And well, because he's got and he looks Ash and he's like, he's like, what do we do now? Wait, wait, it's like, wait, was that a pun? What did I say? The upper hand, you know. Oh yeah, she bites her own hand off, uh, which is a nod <laughs> to the second one almost, right? Well, is, how is that a okay? <laughs> yeah, you make a nod to something that doesn't exist yet. I meant foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. <laughs> it's a nod. I'd say the sequel was a nod to that. <laughs> the that. sequel is a nod to the gnawing of the hand. Yeah. Sorry, I'm very tired right now. Uh so we go onward. <laughs> I'm just sitting here, just like yes. <laughs> Yes. Cam's trying to restrain I'm himself. I'm trying so hard to restrain myself and not talk about every second of this movie. And, um, well, I mean, we gotta get through it. Because we gotta get through it. We gotta get through it. To get to the more behind-the-scenes fun facts towards the end. Exactly. We'll get through it. I'll sit, like I'll take a seat back here. I'll lie down, and Cam will just talk to the microphone for 40 minutes. Um, so, uh, the, uh, they try, he's like, well, we gotta bury her now. <laughs> and Ashley, oh, uh, okay. So they go and they bury her. We, and... we, we, we can't bury Shelly. She's, she's a friend of ours. Ah, she's dead. <laughs> so they carry, they carry her, her pieces out and they bury her. <laughs> and then they go back in and they're like, what now? And uh, uh, Sky's like, I'm leaving. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. I'm done. I'm gonna but Linda go. can't walk. I don't care. Not my problem. So he it's, leaves. It's funny because it's the one time in a horror movie that you're like, usually in horror movies, you're like, get out, leave. Don't. Yeah. It's like, you're... it's the one time you're like, no, don't leave, you fucking moron. Yeah. So he leaves. Yeah. <laughs> he tries. He's gone two minutes. Yeah. And Ash is even like, uh, but the bridge is out. There's going to be another way. Just goes. Uh, and uh, so we go back to Linda who is resting. Because she was stabbed in the Achilles tendon with a pencil. Yeah, yeah and she's dead asleep now. She's asleep through a lot of the movie, uh, which is interesting to me because if my friend was possessed uh, and stabbed me in the ankle, I probably wouldn't be able to sleep. 
Uh, so I think, the, I think the shock of it would probably just knock someone out. Though. I suppose, perhaps, but uh, or being possessed. That true. So she's possessed now. Did I say that true? <laughs> that like a fucking that true. That too. You should that true. <laughs> that true. Yeah. <laughs> oh Jesus. Um. So she's possessed now because uh, she was left alone. I guess I don't know. Maybe it was because she was stabbed. I think it's because she was stabbed. Because it, it start it, like it spurs. Yeah, it's yeah, spider yeah. webs out, which is yeah. awesome. It's an awesome effect. Oh, it's a great little stop motion shot where mm -hmm. they just clearly like, added more makeup. And yeah, it just... spider webs out, and then she's possessed. Her eyes like jump cut open. <laughs> and then Ash is like, "Well, I'm not gonna deal with this." <laughs> oh, okay. He closes the door, walks away, <laughs> and he gets to the living room. And Scotty bursts in, and he's. He's fucked. He's, he's got a fucked. broken he, wrist with, his, up with the, the bone oh, showing out of his arm. I, again, I've seen this movie yeah. times. It's I, this so the first time I noticed the bone sticking yeah. out of his wrist. Yeah. Was nasty. Yeah. He's fucked up. And he's like, oh, the woods. <laughs> there is a trail, but the woods don't want us to leave. And we're like, oh, Jesus. This <laughs> Ash is just in denial. He's, and then so Sky sits on the couch and slowly fucking dies. <laughs> <laughs> because he's so fucked up. Meanwhile, Linda's laughing, like looks like a porcelain doll and is just like just laughing, laughing at him well with a great shot as he helps scotty come in they walk by her <laughs> yeah and she's it's revealed just, to just be sitting there yeah. and ash continues to ignore her <laughs> he's like i'm not fucking dealing with that <laughs> and then uh ash then brings her outside and closes the door and just leaves her outside as if that the problem's just gonna go away <laughs> well, of course. well you don't you're forgetting uh one of my favorite parts of the movie, he just starts smacking her. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. she turns normal. Yeah. And, uh... Ash thinks it's over. Yeah. Yeah, he, because... Yeah, yeah. He, to well, he definitely... He, he, he trusts this trick. This well, obvious yeah, trick. You know, sister's in the basement, girlfriend's back, Scotty's basically dead, and Shelly... Yeah, well, well, this is the last time he trusts Oh, you it. bastards! Why are you torturing me like this? <laughs> Why? <laughs> and she... Is this where she scratches his arm? Uh, no. What does she he, do? Because uh, then he drags her outside, which is not my yeah. fucking problem. He brings her yeah. outside, comes in, gives Scotty some water. Yeah. And then she breaks back in and they have another tussle. Yeah. It's another very good tussle. And then he brings her to the shed, right? Yes, because he stabs her in the Kandarian dagger. Yeah. And that knocks her out. Yeah, she spits milk. Yeah, it's it's kind of gross to it's be honest. Really it's pretty gross. gross. Yeah, it's like obviously it's not they're not going for her just to spit milk, but just if it were if she were to just be spitting milk, it would still it's be like gross. Pus. It's yeah, like pus. Yeah, yeah. It's obviously milk, but yeah. it's like but it comes across. Still comes across. It kind of reminds me of Alien. Yeah, like when the androids in that movie yeah. are just like spewing like yeah. white fluid and shit. Yeah. Um, so he chains her down in the shed mm -hmm. and he the, finds the, a pristine the, chainsaw. He, the, he pulls the curtain Just back and the, the chainsaw. The, 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 the grand reveal of the iconic Sam Raimi montage. Yeah. The, the yeah. birth of it. Just little <laughs> close-ups on things. Yeah. Zooms. Just yeah. quick cuts. And the pristine chainsaw. He, he can't bring himself to cut her up with the chainsaw. Yeah. And this is the last time we see the chainsaw yeah. in the movie, sadly. Uh, but... We get it in the second one. We do. And it becomes Cause he, one. Because he goes back to get it and it's yeah. missing. It's one of the most iconic movie weapons. It's uh, Ash's it's chainsaw. So, so, so we'll get to it when we get to the second movie. Um, 
So he buries her, and of course that doesn't work because she has not been dismembered. <laughs> so she, after immediately finishing burying her, she just busts out of the grave. Because <laughs> he sees the, the necklace <laughs> and he goes to reach for it. And of course he's grabbed. Yeah, because why not? Because, yeah, that's, that's just how it is. And an actress that is not Betsy Baker <laughs> <laughs> comes out of the grave. Yeah, yeah. A local Tennessean actor just shows up. And so uh, the uh, I think the funny thing is the curtain reveal is uh, mentioned again in the TV show. Oh, um, yeah, and I think we'll, we'll just continue continuously mentioning the TV show. We won't do it. It's own a, they, have, they make sure to put a lot of references. A lot of re- and episode the pilot episode uh, they go to reveal the chainsaw <laughs> and they whip. They, you can see. You can see the shadow of the chainsaw behind the curtain. And like that's, I'm describing it for Boots. There's like a yeah. quiet music, like a the... Yeah. And he goes and he peels it back and there's just a deadite standing there. Up in like <laughs> a, a, <laughs> just, it's like an old, old it's woman. It's an elderly like, neighbor. And he's like, oh! oh. <laughs> just smash him across the room. And he goes flying. Naturally. I love that scene when uh, he like steps like on a pedal on the ground. His shotgun just pops up in the air. And he grabs it right as a dead eye breaks in through the back wall and he just shoots it behind his shoulder. And it's the coolest fucking yeah. thing you've ever seen. I think the funniest part about that is in season three, Kelly goes to step on the same thing, but a giant bomb comes out instead of the shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that that pilot episode immediately after that, uh, it's probably the cool one of the coolest scenes ever. Uh, he's the so he's fighting the deadite, and then uh, one of his one of the characters like picks up the chainsaw and with th- their foot and chucks and it, at, chucks him. it at him, yeah, and, then... and he jumps and he like has his hand, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and then he saws through it, and uh, he says groovy, <laughs> and, and the episode ends. <laughs> what does he, he says something like, "Hey, Granny, hope you brought your Tylenol. It's time to dance." Boom, <laughs> the chainsaw. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, great. Anyway, back to the first season. Uh, back to the, yeah. So back to the movie uh, that we were talking about. Um, he beats the shit out of her with a giant log. Yeah. Like giant posts. And then decapitates <laughs> her with a shovel. Yeah. But not before she dr- her headless yep. body dry humps him while the severed head laughs and the neck stump spews blood on his face. Into his mouth, too. It's <laughs> fucked up. It's great. We did skip over <laughs> another one of my favorite shots. Uh, it's the shot looking up when he's burying her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He the dirt yeah. on. It's and just he dumps it slightly. So perfectly. Slightly. So, he's, so his face is still there when he does the second one. How? I, that is the that, luckiest that, shot in the history of cinema. Yeah. You, not, you cannot recreate like, that. Yeah. That, that, was, that was, I was like, oh, yeah. I didn't pick up on that the first time. I was like. Yeah, you couldn't re- replicate it if you tried. Well, I mean, the first time you watched this, Howard, what was like your mindset going? Into? I mean, I was just like, okay, I'm gonna watch Evil Dead. I I want to watch a movie today. I haven't seen Evil Dead. It's a quickie. I'll watch it, and I yeah, was pleasantly surprised because I didn't. I kind of knew what I was getting into, but I don't really know yeah. a whole lot about Evil Dead as a franchise. The legacy mm-hmm. of it mainly is the sequels. I yeah, the, the first movie is the Black Sheep. Yeah, because like this is it's it, still great. Yeah, because I, I was kind of expecting like it to be like mainly funny, just because that's what I think of. Because I only Army really, of Darkness. Yeah, exactly. That's what stuff, I think of. Yeah. This is my boom. The stick. most quotable movie yeah. ever made. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I know quotes from that movie. I haven't seen it. This is my boomstick. Yeah. Good, bad. I'm the guy with the gun. <laughs> Shop smart. Shop s smart. You found me beautiful <laughs> once, honey. You got real ugly. <laughs> 
groovy. <laughs> There's no groovies in this There's movie. There's no, no groovies. No in this groovy. Movie. This movie is like it's an enjoyable watch, but it's really not a fun movie. Yeah. Just, oh yeah, no, it's if just if you don't if you take away like the like great behind the scenes stuff and everything yeah. else, yeah. you're just kind of watching your this poor man <laughs> be tortured yeah. Which... psychologically and physically. Well, and uh, that's part of the enjoyment, I guess. There's yeah. a little I can't uh, the. What is it? Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. Thank you, Butch. <laughs> really get enjoyment from others' pain. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, just like right there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, so, what happens? Cheryl what? escapes the basement. Yeah. Yes. Because, of course, why wouldn't she? Uh, yeah. There's a little tussle, and then eventually, Ash is alone in the cabin. Yeah. And this is where the movie becomes a masterpiece. So he realizes that he's now out of shotgun shells. Yeah. And so he has to go. In the, he's like, where, where did I get the shells? Where yeah, did I like, see shells? I love it because he's like muttering to himself. Yeah. Like it's yeah. clearly like a line just for the audience. But he delivers it so genuinely frightening. Shells. Where did I see like, shells? Shells. Where did I see shells? And, and then you're like, like. Eyes wide. He's yeah. Like, like, <laughs> and then the as an audience, uh, you're like, it was in the fucking basement. And yeah. it just cuts to it, literally just hard cuts to this shot looking up from the basement door. As he lifts it up, yeah. and he's just standing yeah. there, and you're like, oh shit. Yeah, and going into that basement from this moment again is no fun. Yeah, so <laughs> from the moment Ash runs across the cabin to close the back door mm -hmm. to the end of the movie. I personally think is my favorite piece of horror filmmaking of all time. It well, most of the movie is expertly paced. Um, yes, it just goes. But just the like the sheer filmmaking here, mm -hmm. and just the way like the shots, the editing, the sound design. The sound design. This is sequence awesome. should be shown in film school. If it I, isn't, like it, if it's not, it's not. It wasn't shown in my film school, but yeah. like the because it's a low budget movie. And this whole scene is basically, it's just Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi alone in the cabin. Yeah. Because everyone left at this point. <laughs> everyone is fucking fed up with it and left. So yeah. The two of them are basically the only yeah. ones left. Yeah. And it's amazing. So he goes down to the basement. And uh, he... The pipes. Yeah. The pipe is, instead of dripping water like it was, is now dripping blood. Well, it's like wrapped up in a cloth of yeah. some sort, and then well, it was wrapped shaking. up in the cloth uh, when they first went down there. It was, uh, yeah, it was, uh, and now well. it's just dripping blood instead. And the light bulb starts filling up with blood, and the walls start seeping blood. There's a, a so, like uh, so, sockets, wall yeah. sockets yeah, that yeah. start dripping blood. And, and this is when you basically realize, oh, the fucking cabin itself is possessed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the only thing that's not possessed is ash. <laughs> Not for any specific reason, but because they just want to fuck with him. <laughs> yeah. And that's my favorite part about the Deadites as, like, villains. And, it, and that stays true throughout, like, the entire franchise. Mm -hmm. They, like, pick someone and just fuck with them. Well, I think, well, part of it is I think that there, there's something about Ash. I know that he's, like, theoretically touted as the chosen one. That comes in in the sequels. In the sequels, so. yeah, and that's not that's really. That's more of like a, the self. That's like army. Yeah, that's like army of darkness that, that shows up. So well, there. My theory for why Ash can't be possessed. Well, Ash. I bet. Well, spoiler alert for the first like two minutes of Evil Dead Two. Ash does get possessed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but he's but able to beat it. My theory is because Ash doesn't have a soul. 
<laughs> I think once, and we'll I'll get into this theory yeah. when we talk about Evil Dead too, because there's a couple key points there. I'm like, why is that? That I think that Ash is because that's what the Deadites do. They take your soul. Yeah. I think they took his soul, but he was able to fight it, so he just never got his soul back. So they had nothing else to possess. Yes. <laughs> that's my personal theory for why, at least at, in Evil Dead Two and Army of Darkness, why Ash is just impervious to the Deadites and why they can't do anything to him. <laughs> And it's part of his character arc. Uh, so, I, yeah, it would make sense. Yeah. Um, and so he goes, he grabs the shells. Well, no, the pipe bursts and covers him in blood again. Naturally. And uh, so he goes and he grabs the shells, and then he goes back upstairs. And he is now just terrified. And as he would be. The clock is, like, spinning on itself. Yeah. yeah. Another one of my favorite shots. Just mixed with the sound design. Yeah. Uh, and it's the clock arm. I think mm-hmm. you mentioned it earlier. It's that clock arm just, like, in front of his face. Yeah. Like, ching, ching, yeah. ching. And Cheryl is back now, right? Well, no, because it's literally just Ash in the cabin for, like, the next five minutes. He's just being freaked out by everything. And it's just the... Like the, that low angle shot of him when his, like, his Where it's feet, super like, cool. Like, yeah. Yeah. His yeah. Feet, like, do a wipe and it cuts. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's great. It's so good. Just watch this whole sequence. Like, so if you're not interested in this movie, if, like, blood and gore is not your thing, just kind of just fast forward to once Ash shuts the back door and just kind of watch from there. Yeah. Mm. Because then we get another one of... Which actually is my favorite moment of the entire movie, and it's the mirror. Oh, yeah. yeah he, he looks in the mirror, in the mirror puts and he goes to put it. his hand on it, and he just goes through, and it's like water. Yeah. He lets out. The most genuinely uh, horrified shriek I've ever heard in a movie. So how did they do that, Cam? Okay. Was this filmed on its side? Yes. So they recreated that wall mm-hmm. uh, and like cut a hole and like put just the mirror frame there. Mm-hmm. And they just got a kiddie pool. Yeah. And they filled it with water. And like they painted it black and filled it with water. And they <laughs> had Bruce like laying on like a like a two by four or something that was like lifted in the air another two by four four, (laughs) or something like that so that he could like reach in and they just blasted him with so much light that when you focused it right it looked like a mirror so and that's why when he puts his hand and he pulls it out you see the water like yeah because he's sideways yeah and it's just such a good shot and his reaction to it is how i think any human being would react to it (laughs) honestly marshall just cut in the stream here okay Ah! And then something goes by the window and he shoots it with a yeah. real gun. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't afford blank. So there's this, this, a shot of Bruce Campbell just shooting a window. And you can tell. It's like real glass. Yeah. And it just kind of cracks. And yeah. It's fucking awesome. It is great. Um, oh, we did skip over when he uh, shoots the dummy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cheryl's in, yeah. yeah, Cheryl's in the It's literally just like Sam Raimi or Bruce Campbell just shooting this dummy with a gun <laughs> naturally exploded. And th- this is where Cheryl comes back. and uh, Yeah, because he leans up against the door. Yeah. And he's he, grabbed through the door. It's fucked up, man. And then our climax happens. Yeah, it is glorious. And now he's fighting Cheryl and Scotty. Scotty comes back yeah. to the desk. I think he might be my favorite looking of the Deadites in this. Yeah. 
Like, I just just something weird about the way they, like, did his face. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, it's all fucked up, you know, and, uh... Apparently, all the actors hated being in makeup, Mm -hmm. except for Richard Del Nino, who plays Scott. (laughs) Yeah. He was the only one who was, like, hell yeah. I think it's because he was in it the least amount of time. Part, well... That would do it. I, I know that some of the actors got tired and stuff like that, but part of the thing that makes this movie so good is it is well acted. There's a couple line deliveries that are like, that towards are, the beginning yeah, yeah, that are yeah. weird. <laughs> but like Bruce Campbell is a good actor. It might not be that bad. Yeah. Actually it might be kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is Thank the you. thing is is the camera movement makes it <laughs> it makes it even funnier. funnier. Yeah. So it's it seems like it's done for comedic. Yeah. Oh <laughs> so not. it works. It's it not, works. It's not. No. <laughs> it, it works. Uh, uh, quickly going back to the beginning, there's a shot of them driving where it's like the outside of the car. Yeah. That was done by Sam Raimi laying on the, <laughs> the car with the camera. <laughs> yeah, of course it was. <laughs> oh god. So many people could have died on this. I'm surprised nobody did. No well, people got hurt. Um so they uh the fight scene, the necklace comes back in this. Yes. And so he notices that the Necronomicon is by the fireplace where they left it. And he can't reach it. So, But he can reach uh, the necklace that has fallen out of his pocket. And he's using it as like, as Indiana Jones would with the yeah. whip. <laughs> Scotty is like grabbing his legs. Yeah. And Fighting it. Yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> Cheryl is beating him with a yeah, fire, fire poker. poker. Yeah. yeah. And so he's he's able to grab it. And then throw it into the fire, where it causes both of them to fucking mutate. So, real quick, do you guys want to know why that ugly-ass necklace is a magnifying glass? Yes. Originally, how he was going to burn the book was the daylight was going to come through the window. And it doesn't look And he was going to use the magnifying (laughs) glass to burn the book, but they realized that it just... Was dumb and wasn't gonna work. Yeah. So like, they had already right. shot the scene with the magnifying glass necklace. So, so we like, just have oh, to do it. We have to keep this ugly ass necklace now. <laughs> Bruce Campbell's made jokes about it. He's like, why would anybody give that to their girlfriend? Yeah. <laughs> it is the ugliest necklace. Ah, well, they they're able to bring it back. They do. The they manage to make it work. They manage to make it work throughout the entire series, which is mm-hmm. great. Um. <laughs> Because I think it could burn ants, just not human flesh that has been bound over yeah. a yeah. book written in blood. Um, also, him throwing the book into the fire is so much more satisfying. And they all start to freak out, and then the book comes alive in the fireplace, mm-hmm. and it starts to lick its eyes. Yeah, and then Scotty licks his eyes and as, as yeah. well. It's like great stop motion. Yeah. yeah, and it's so fast that you can't even really tell that it's stop motion. It's good stop motion. You can very much tell. It's very cheap stop motion. Yeah. I no, love no, it. It's, it's it good. has it's, its good. charm. It looks it's good. good. Like, I'm amused by it. It is. It is. Yeah. It is uh, you like, can it, tell. You can tell, but it, it is good. you look at it and you go... Yeah, no, he's like, that's adorable. adorable. (laughs) I wouldn't say that. Like, there's some, like, compositing errors. (laughs) Like, I love the one where it's, like, gushing out the head, and Mm -hmm. it just, like, shifts for a second. Like, (laughs) one fucking camera. Uh, I don't know. There's such a homemade feel to Mm -hmm. it. Well, as far as stop motion goes, I think it's pretty good. Oh, it's, it's well it's, yeah. done stop motion, but it's yeah. still, you can tell you it's a yeah. oh, absolutely... play. Yeah. yeah. But it's also very, like, it's well animated is what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, like, the part... great little bits in there. I think part of it is because every fucking time I watch this movie, I'm grossed out by 
uh, like the creamed corn or oatmeal that seeps yeah. out of their hand because that's not stop motion. No, there's some, like, they mix it with live action. Yeah, well. it's and uh, it's just so gross. It's like, what is that? What is that? <laughs> and uh, get used to stop motion in this franchise, by the way. Yeah, I'm especially. Yeah. Army of Darkness specifically has some of the best stop motion I've ever seen in my life. It's good. It's really fucking good. But the, ske- the skeletons in Army of Darkness. They're so awesome. I love the skeletons so good. The skelly so boys. So, oh, we're going to see so many skelly boys. <laughs> and that's Cam's birthday. We're going to see an Army of Skelly Boys. <laughs> from, uh, we're going to go from the skelly boy in the Streetwalker to the Army of Darkness <laughs> skelly boys. And we started out with the Scooby-Doo skelly boys. So it's going to be full circle. Full circle. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, we're going to have around. to watch a movie. Well, that I doesn't guess, have skelly boys. That doesn't have skelly boys in it, I guess. Uh, Evil Dead. Um, so he has won. The sun starts to come up. My favorite part about that shot is it was shot um, Static. in the middle of... No. Oh, oh I'm talking about uh, the shot of him standing there looking at the necklace. And you mm-hmm. see the sun coming through the window. Yeah. That was shot in the middle of the night. And if you look carefully, you can actually see the sheet that they put over the window and shine light on. <laughs> you can see the angles below it, and that you can't see outside. Yeah, yeah. it was kind of like bluish. So it was like, okay, yeah, yeah we're, it's like it's like five a.m. Yeah. maybe, but yeah, no. but yeah, if, I guess you can, we look you closer. You can see the cur- like the sheet that they put over the window, and it's very funny to me, and I love it. This is one of the movies I love. Every single flaw it has, mm-hmm. like it's just so charming and like yeah. it's such a homemade movie. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. But the thing is, you wouldn't notice stuff like that no, unless you're no. paying I attention. I didn't notice it the first time. Or, or well, also the first time I watched times. it was on like a shitty box TV at my grandmother's house, mm-hmm. so I, I yeah. didn't see that. <laughs> I, I feel like some of these movies we should bring some box TVs in and some VHS. Like watch tapes. them the old fashioned way. Yeah, yeah, I've always wanted to watch Halloween on VHS. Yeah. I don't know why. That's always been something I want to watch. Do you have it on VHS? Fuck no, it's impossible to find on VHS. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I have a feeling that my dad has it somewhere. That'd be pretty neat. There's a mil- That'll be our Halloween episode. You know what? <laughs> Fuck it. I know that there's a huge box of VHS tapes in my uh, my old house's attic. That'd be cool. And I guarantee you that motherfucker has Halloween on VHS. <laughs> this is one I do want to watch on VHS. I do want to yeah. watch Evil Dead at somewhere mm-hmm. on VHS. Yeah. I've watched it on DVD. I've watched it on uh, just Blu-ray. I haven't yeah. watched it on 4K, but I have watched the 4K restoration at the drive-in. Yeah. Which actually is where the shirt came from. Oh, nice. uh, they, they did a screening last year, or 2020, I think. The, mm-hmm. the Sokka one? No, Westbrook. And in fact, it's the fir- uh, it's a tour shirt that they had for merch, and the first city on the back is Westbrook, Maine. No shit. That's a, that's a huge tour. Wow. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, the first one they... And I didn't even realize this until I got home like that night mm-hmm. that it was going to be like a nationwide screening yeah. tour that they did. And I saw they were going to have the shirt available and I was like, oh, shit, Portland's the first... Like, <laughs> Westbrook's the first one on there? Yeah. I need this shirt. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's the story behind this specific Evil Dead shirt. I'm also going to be wearing a different Evil Dead shirt. <laughs> Every... <each> one. Yep. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, so our hero has won. Justice has prevailed. Yeah. Evil. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think that again, the score is really good. Yeah. For, like a low budget movie like this. 
and he he walks out into the sunlight, and then we are hard cut into hard, hard cut to the back of the cabin, <laughs> and just going right through the cabin. Hard cut to just an extreme close up of a leaf on the ground, yeah. <laughs> like three seconds. Yeah, and the evil uh, spirit or wind, um, is blows through the cabin, and Ash turns around and screams, and, and goes, goes in, right into his mouth, mouth and. and Credits directed by Sam Raimi. It's so depressing. Yeah. If you ignore the fact that this movie has three sequels, yeah. to a TV show where Ash Williams becomes like one of the most iconic film characters of all time, it's yeah. such a depressing ending, <laughs> and it's so cynical. Yeah, if it wasn't so much fun, um, it it would be much more depressing. I think. Uh, and it's, I guess not knowing that there was there would be a sequel. Uh, yeah. Because mm. the only thing I feel like I could compare this to is the ending for Texas Chainsaw Massacre, where you're just like, uh, yeah, where it's, it's a, you're you're like, yeah, oh, I give that? well, it doesn't have the same vibe, obviously, no. because oh, yeah, there's uh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, even in this movie alone, if you ignore the sequels, Ash is still an interesting character because mm -hmm. he's like, at least in this movie, he's like one of the most definitive everyman. Like, he's an everyman. Yeah. And his reactions to the shit going on around him are so realistic. Mm -hmm. Because in most movies like this, when, when when the guy takes charge, he's like, oh, he's the badass. And he's, he's got everything figured out. Yeah. We have that character in here. It's Scotty. He immediately gets fucked up. Taken, quote unquote, taken charge and, yeah. and Ash, fighting back. Ash becomes that character. He does. But kind he of. Kind of. Because he, he takes has, charge he has to go through and still gets shipped. <laughs> he still gets yeah, that exactly. He has yeah. to go through all this to get to that point where he is the badass, lovable idiot that we mm -hmm. all know and love. And he just gets so tortured in this movie. And there's so many times where he's just you can tell he's just exhausted. Yeah. And he just doesn't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> he's just such a lovable idiot, and I love him. <laughs> I think the uh <laughs> His reactions are Bruce Campbell's reactions are great because in the show I laugh every time every any time he goes oh I'm fucking oh, I'm uh, dying. Bruce Campbell is so good at <laughs> yeah. being scared it's because so it's funny. exactly what anybody would do in that situation <laughs> and if like something is like a creature or some demon is in front of them they just go oh <laughs> <laughs> and then he immediately just starts revving his chainsaw. <laughs> God, he's just such a good character and. I'm happy that we can introduce him to Booch for the first time. And Essentially, yeah. And, and watch his or journey unfold. Him. Yeah, yeah Booch gets to watch movie. his full journey of Bruce Campbell In Ash order, Williams. which I did not have the luxury yeah. of. Yeah. yeah. I saw Army of Darkness first. And then this <laughs> I one's also second. watched Army of Darkness first. And then I watched Evil Dead 2. And then I watched this one last. <laughs> yeah. So. I think we had Evil Dead 2 in the middle to kind of bridge the gap. Yeah. Because I wasn't, ex the first time I watched this, I wasn't expecting to be like straight horror yeah. which it, it, to an extent obviously there's still some camp in there and yeah. still some cheesy elements but mm -hmm. at the end of the day it is still just a straight horror movie mm -hmm. it's great unlike Evil Dead 2 which slowly integrates the dark comedy mm -hmm. and then when you get to Army of Darkness it's just it's, a straight it's, comedy yeah, it's, straight it's one of comedy, yeah. maybe it may be the best comedy ever <laughs> it's so funny and then the show does an incredible job in my opinion of blending comedy and horror yeah it does a very good job of that in my opinion. Yeah, no, it's... It, it's a, yeah. yeah, the horror comedy in the show is really good, and the effects are great. And yeah, because you get the horror aspects, and then it's immediately followed by comedy. Yeah. 
Yeah. Or it's comedy that is immediately followed by horror. Oh, I like the scene. It in, is I don't so remember great. what episode when they bring the demon up. Because they're trying to get like a low grade demon to talk to. Oh, Eligos. Yeah, they, they Eligos, and they do like this, like the sand circle to stop the demon from. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The and they're circle. expecting it to be like this uh, wimpy little. It demon. looks like this little tiny like. <laughs> it looks like this guy. This guy looks weak. You, you yeah. know the baby in uh, Smiling Friends in the first episode. Yeah, yeah. We're like, oh no, biting. It, like the picture in the book looks like that, and then they bring it up, and it's the most horrifying it's like demon. Yeah, its skin is like tearing away, and just has like two teeth poking out. And Ash just goes, "All right, well, uh, you're nothing like your photo. You might want to get that fixed." Uh, <laughs> it, here, let me show you a picture of Ellie Goss. It, it's cool. It's a cool looking demon. Uh, it's fucking horrifying. I do wish we got more de- like different demons in the show because most of them yeah. are just, like generic deadites, which I'm yeah. fine with. I love the deadites, mm. but. They're just kind of like, go up, you just scroll past them. Oh, that's, that's a picture of the action figure. Uh, Eligos. Anyway, so. I guess. <laughs> this detour while Marshall's on his phone. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty dope. He's pretty yeah. dope. Yeah. He's and he's like, he's like flickering. He's, yeah, he like yeah. flickers. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fucking like, horrifying, <laughs> but awesome. <laughs> and, you're, and they're like, oh. <laughs> And of course, the, the, he's an, is such a big idiot that he breaks the fucking sand circle. Nah, or, or it goes into, have to. Like, one of my and it just disappears. The quote like, that sums up Ash Williams as a character comes from Army of Darkness, where one of the like uh, Arthur is like, "Are all men in the future loudmouth braggarts?" And Ash just goes, "Nope." Just me, baby. Just me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like perfect. It's a perfect character. But yeah, God, just the, it's such a masterclass of low-budget filmmaking. Mm. It like, really is. Separating it out from the franchise that came to follow, it's just... If you're interested in making movies, watch The Evil Dead. Yeah. Because, like, all the hard work is on the screen. Yeah. You can see it. Like, it, like, literally, you can see it. You can see lights in the background. Yeah. It's <laughs> on, shining through the woods. Yeah. Like, it's so... Yeah. There's one thing that I absolutely hate about the Blu-ray. And they haven't fixed mm-hmm. it for the 4K either. But they George Lucas this movie. When you, they went back? When the Oldsmobile is going over the bridge. Mm-hmm. And it's that shot of it like facing forward. In the original version, and you can still see it on the DVD, you can see Rob Tappert in the background holding a bunch of papers. <laughs> <laughs> Just standing there looking around and clearly thinking he's not in the shot. And they digitally remove him. <laughs> I don't have an issue with that. I don't have an issue with with that. That's something I wouldn't notice, though. But it's the Evil Dead. It's part of the charm. Yeah, it's part, part of, of the, the charm. charm. This movie is great because it's a well-made movie. Yeah. It's also it's an hour and twenty-five minutes. Yeah, it's this a quickie. Movie, like, Very all palatable. Three Evil hour Dead movies are an hour and twenty-five minutes. Very palatable movies. Yeah, they're easy watches. Mm. They're loads of fun but with this one you can just see all like the little low budget tricks that they're doing yeah and you can like see them see them do something and be like all right a normal movie would do it this way yeah but, but how how did they do it yeah like the shot of uh there's so many the camera shots. going through like the window yeah that was done by having one person hold the camera yeah and another person crouch below them with a stick and a two, lovely two by four just nailed to it yeah and just when the camera got close enough <laughs> just break the window <laughs> the camera to go in it's just little shit like that the uh there's so many creative shots and i think that's part of what makes yeah. made raimi uh like popularized him his too. style is all here mm-hmm. yeah. it's a sam raimi movie 
it's his first movie, but it's still a Sam Raimi movie. Yeah, and you can see his influence uh, in the Coen Brothers and a bunch of other movies and uh, all the other horror movies that have tried to rip this off. Too, oh, shit. So. Real quick, I do need to make a correction. Yes. And you can probably put this back later in the episode. Um, when she bites the hand off, that actually was not improvised for this movie. It happened during Within the Woods. And uh, then they liked it, so they used it again for this movie. I'd like to apologize to my fellow uh, Evil Dead fans for my blatant error. Uh, I am, in fact, a fake fan, and I will go commit seppuku now. I'll leave this in the end. How about that? Oh, <laughs> just, <laughs> I thought you were just like take that and edit it to when I'm like, yeah, so it was improvised. And just like, <laughs> yeah. like a slight silence, and then this comes in. <laughs> yeah. I could do that, or and I could just leave it And then we just continue with the episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Should I leave it at the end, or... I'm going to leave all this in. Right, all of it. <laughs> this cool. is what the fans want, because obviously they listen this far. Yes. Because everybody listens oh, yeah. this far. Everyone other, listens to the end. Other than we are just doing a well-known movie today, because I have a lot of... Yeah, and I, I think we did an okay job with sticking to this movie without trying to bleed into the other ones. If anyone wants to know why I have... Uh, trouble saying words sometimes it's because most of my brain capacity is being taken up by the behind the scenes knowledge of the evil dead franchise <laughs> it's cam's birthday everybody Yay! cut him some slack ah. i think i've done pretty good this episode it's his birthday month birthday month um i think we did a good job of sticking truly to this movie without trying to bleed too heavily into the other ones um, I know that we mentioned the TV show a lot, but that's because we're not doing an episode on a TV show. You gotta bring it in when we can. Yeah. And Showboot's just the first episode. That's, yeah, you, you can watch that, and then you can decide. We'll, we'll watch that after. It's a very fast watch. They're like 26... They're 30 minutes long. 30 minutes 30 long. Minutes. Um, 10, 10 episodes per season. There's yeah, it's not bad. Um, it's a really easy watch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll watch it next week, or... Sometime. After we watch Army of Darkness, we'll just throw on the first episode. Yeah, so you can see what happens. Yeah, so just so you can see where Ash's journey yeah. technically finishes. Even mm -hmm. though Army of Darkness ends with the most perfect ending for a character. Well, there's but... two different endings. We'll get into we'll it. Get we'll, into get into it. it. we'll get into it. Um, we'll get into it. Yeah, so, uh, Booch, what was your favorite scene? We I feel like we haven't heard much from you I mean, this episode. Yeah. I, again, just what are your What are your overall thoughts? My overall thoughts... Um, well, knowing what I know now about the behind-the-scenes shit, it's a hell of a lot more impressive. Mm -hmm. And, like, the first time that I watched it, um, yeah, just some of the camera angles, like, especially, like, where it's at the back of Bruce Campbell's head and then it flips over. I was just like, how the fuck do you do that? Well, it's weird, just it's like, weird. It's weird because <laughs> shots like that theoretically don't work. Uh, they don't work uh, uh, if, you, if you fuck it up, you know? It, but they had it correct. So because yeah. Sam Raimi's we, a crazy person, yeah. he taped the camera to his hand, yeah. hanged upside down. Yeah, like, how, how, how do you how do you conjure that up? I'm like, well, I mean, it, yeah, and the, you could fuck that up easily I, because it's it breaks uh, the fucking walls. You know what I mean? I'm it's, not a violent person. Mm -hmm. I consider myself very easygoing. Mm -hmm, sure, um, but in film school, one of my teachers insinuated that Sam Raimi was a bad director, and I. <laughs> Had to resist the urge to smack his bitch ass. <laughs> Why would he? He was yeah. talking about the trailer for Spider-Man. Okay. Which like Spider-Man? The first one. Okay. The I one where gonna... the helicopter gets trapped between the World Trade Centers. Yeah. He was talking. He was talking about that trailer, uh, and he was like, "Yeah, you can tell because it's clearly made by a better director than Sam Raimi." And I almost 
hit him with a chair. I was like, that trailer's not even that great. The Spider-Man three trailer though is one of the best trailers ever made, and I'll stand by that. Movies. They go Spider-Man three, Terminator Salvation. Yeah. And then nothing else. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then the crazies with Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> That's a good trailer. <laughs> and I, I think it's, it looped me in with the Timothy Oliphant. Uh, we didn't even talk about the trailers. That <laughs> we played, tra- there was We're trailers that We're watching a played? movie from 1982, and there's like all the trailers are like home video releases of movies from 2009 when the Blu-ray came out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Batman's a good trailer. I have a whole list that we can run through here. All right, I'm just yeah, kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Army of Darkness. One of the greatest trailers of all time. Great trailer. Because it features the quote, when the wor- when, In a time of darkness, in an age of chaos, when the world needed a hero, what it got was him. <laughs> it was just, <laughs> it was just Ash. <laughs> Shop smart. Shop S smart. He's a 20th century guy, stuck in the Middle Ages. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Metallica's playing in the background. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that's all we got for this episode. We well, won't... what's well, we we, uh, we completely you asked Booch what his favorite scene was, and then he, he didn't was, answer. He moved so, on to, uh, he didn't <laughs> answer. to another question. But what's your favorite scene? My favorite scene in this movie. Uh, let me think. Probably the second basement scene where he goes down to the basement for the second time because you know you could feel the what he feels in that scene where you're like, fuck. I have to go back into the basement to get the shells. And uh, it's just very, it's a its a tangible feeling. That scene is a direct reference to the Three Stooges sketch uh, <laughs> of Plumbing We Will Go, in which Three Stooges are mistaken as plumbers, uh, and, like, they just fuck it up. So, like, the light bulbs are, like, filling up with water, and, like, the mm-hmm. sockets are mm-hmm. spewing water. Sam Raimi just loves the Three Stooges. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> you can see <laughs> definitely. Yeah. All right, well, uh, we're not doing a giveaway at the end of this episode um, for those who listen this far, um, but perhaps we might have one towards the end of a later episode. Uh, but shout out to Elliot uh, for listening this for far. Listening, for listening. For yeah. listening. Yeah. He gets another yeah. shout out at the end there, I guess. So, so, yeah. Listen to the Streetwalker episode. It's a, it's a good episode. got some interesting behind-the-scenes stuff. You guys are the sleeping. The ending is so insane you don't expect it. It's, you got yeah. You got to listen to believe it. You can. You, oh my god. You got to listen to the Streetwalker. You got to listen to Silver Bullet, guys. What are you doing? Here? <laughs> oh, we didn't plug Silver Bullet. <laughs> yeah. Well, or now New we Ninja. have. Or New York Ninja. I did reference New York Ninja though. Yeah, yeah. The Silver Silver Bullet. Listen to Silver Bullet. Just listen to it. Come on. All right. I'm Marshall. I'm Cameron. And I wish I was as cool as Bruce Campbell. <laughs> and this is a uh, chit chat cinema.